Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are sitting down with our friends, Chris, Seth, and John again. Thanks for having me out, fellas. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Excellent. Doing good. Doing pretty good, huh? I like it. I like it. So, we didn't get to dive in too much the last episode on, you know, favorite bourbons, what got you into bourbon, all those type of things. So, I thought we'd do a quick hitting episode here and just kind of do that. So, that way, it gives people an opportunity to learn who you are. How you got into bourbon? What's your favorite bourbon? All that kind of good stuff. So we'll, we'll start off with uh, John down here, the old old Southern draw man down here. And, and I don't know if I really have a good story for this. You don't have to have a good story. You just have to have a story. Just, just uh, how I got into. I mean, I really didn't start drinking good bourbon until I was up here. Really, okay. well, and that's probably pretty fitting. Pretty from fitting Alabama, from yeah. Alabama. You were probably what a, a Bud Light Bandit. Yeah, Bud Light. I mean, <laughs> Bud Light, Miller Light, that kind of shit. It's all good. Um, you know, the typical 101, that kind of stuff out on the farm and what have you, but right. occasionally so when, when, you I pro- got, when I probably wasn't supposed to. So when you got in the northern, in the northern regions of the, uh, of the Midwest here, you, you decided you were going to start drinking bourbon and then you said your go-to was Ezra Brooks 7. Yep. And then, so do you, do you have a favorite bourbon? Though? I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite. I, I don't discriminate. You don't discriminate? I don't discriminate. Um, I'm a fan of the 10, the Russell 10. Yep. That's, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to recall what else I have. You ever have any Wellers or Pappies or any of that type of stuff? I've never had any Wellers or Pappies. Right. I've never been fortunate enough to drink any of that. It's overrated. I, I, think so. I, I think some of it is. I think sure. some of it is. And that's part of the reason why I haven't searched it out. Yep. Just for that very reason. So so, so, so nothing crazy. That, nothing you know, crazy. I'm pretty, you know, I kind of said it last time on the on, on the last podcast. It's just pretty generic. So what, gen- what do you think the rarest thing is you've drank? Oh, Lord. Um, I don't even. I wouldn't. Don't even know that? I don't right. even. I'm sorry. It's all good. Ha- I don't have an answer for that one. You're fairly new to this game. It's all good. Yeah. I'm right. still developing a, my palate and figuring out what leather tastes like and <laughs> all this other stuff. So, <laughs> I, so I tie a lot of things to memories. So we'll, we'll, sure. we'll dive into that for a quick. So like whenever I think of when I taste leather, I, I remember chewing on a baseball glove when you're playing in the outfield or whatever. You're probably a better yeah, baseball yeah. player than no, me. But no. like I used to chew on it like the, just the edge of the glove. Yep. That's when I think of leather. That's what I get. I need, and I just need to refresh my memory on that. I and guess. tobacco, I think of very specific, like pipe tobacco, because that's what you know. My one of my grandpas used to smoke a pipe. So, sure. like when yep. I think of tobacco flavors, I think of like that old cherry pipe tobacco, very sweet, you know, subtle but earthy at the same time. But I don't know. So I t- I tie a lot of that stuff to memories. Yeah. So. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what I tell people. You know, you tie bourbon, I feel like, to memories of, of what you know from your past. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, if that's the case, so yeah, favorite bottle, what got you into bourbon, all that good stuff. <clears throat> my favorite bottle really just depends on my mood and my outlook. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the board. Um, I will say that, uh, so 1792 port finish, um, had I known, uh, well, I guess everybody can say that about the bourbon market today. Right. So I bought like three bottles of the three bottles of that for like $45. We liked my wife and I liked it so much. I mean, we downed the first two and then we held on to the third. Yep. Now we're halfway through the third kind of nursing it, looking at it on the shelf. Like, uh, (laughs) because secondary markets like seven hundred dollars good lord I, I would have never guessed they were that high yeah of course, i can't I bring I myself that close to i don't really either now that things are that expensive yeah um but uh yeah so yeah because she's she's searched and is like eh, should we pull the trigger on another bottle i'm like eh, seven hundred dollars 
for we've, a, you've done a couple of barrel picks, so you spent that much on bourbon. So you just have, have to justify whether <laughs> one bottle is worth that much money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I can win it in a raffle or something, sure. But yeah. I don't think I'm going to go out and pay 700 bucks for it. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that any bottle is worth that. Um, you know, I've got some family, Willett family estate on the shelf upstairs. Right. Purple caps. Purple caps. Yep. yep. Are they the um, older ones, like the 10 or 12 years, or are they like the 6 and 7s? They're, I've got uh, 11 and 13. Ooh, yeah, those are, those so are big dollar bottles up there. I've got one opened, and then I'm looking at the you know, secondary market price, and then I'm like, do I really want to open these others? What, what you do now is you, you take the other one and you trade it for two of those port finishes. Could do that. You're right. Well, that's see. a good. That's a good. See, that's Carl an aha moment right there. That's what. That's what. That's what they bring. That's what they pay me the big bucks for. There man. you go. I'm yeah. a thinking man. <laughs> memory wise, though, you know, you bring up the uh, the memory aspect. Uh, had to, uh, two uh, two grandparents. My my two grandpas on each side, both lovers of uh, you know whiskey. Um, my grandpa Loop actually he was a, he loved um, gin, but he he drinks some whiskey too. But uh, my grandpa Gilpin. Um, funny enough at, at his funeral, um, before we are closing the, uh, casket at the visitation to, to go have the funeral service, we all took a shot of early times because that was his drink. There you go. You know? So, um, which ironically, like he drank bottom of the shelf early times. It's terrible. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not good. It's not going to be your, as we were discussing earlier, your, your gateway drug into bourbon at all, uh, in my opinion. But, uh. Yeah, so I think that kind of just piqued my interest, though. Um, as I got older, um, bourbon tourism started getting hot and went on some uh, some smaller distillery tours. Went to Willet, okay. you know. And, um, Did you meet Drew? Yeah, yeah. Drew's a good dude. His wife, um, and uh, really, I think the whole family's working, honestly. <laughs> yeah, typically. So that was uh, 2014, 2015 time okay. frame, like when you could still get stuff. Still get it, yeah. And, um, again, dumb enough now, I guess I should have bought every time I went, Absolutely. even though back then I was like, eh, do I want to spend 90 bucks on a, on a bottle of bourbon? And you know, the banker in you, man, you're all, we're all cheap. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> cheap. <right. laughs> so, so I ended up getting my dad, uh, this was probably back in, um, 2011 cause he, he loves bourbon too, but I bought a, Wax top block letter Willet. It was a nine year old, but it was picked by um, a wine shop in Indianapolis. It was okay. a private pick. Spent ninety bucks on that thing, and he never opened it. He thought it was too nice. He couldn't open it. That was like twenty eleven or whatever. So twenty seventeen, market's going crazy on that. I realized that he still has it up in a shelf. I'm like, Dad, are you never gonna open this thing? He's like, eh. You know, you paid you paid you paid ninety bucks for it, so I don't think you know, it's a little pricey. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. I'm like, <laughs> Dad, I could probably get you like, because it, it was it was getting close to Father's Day. He was looking at toolboxes. I was like, Dad, I could probably like we could sell this thing. You can it, go buy a nice toolbox that like a top of the line like. Yeah. And that's what we did. I raffled it off. There you go. <laughs> and he ended up buying a toolbox. What'd you get for it? Um, like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and that wow. and that today is even cheap. Oh yeah, for what cheap. that is, yeah, but, especially but, if it was a eight or ten year old. They're like one hundred fifty dollars a year now. That's what they say for Willet. Yeah, one hundred fifty two hundred dollars a year. Okay. Mm. It's just they've just gone crazy. I mean, just yeah. absolutely nuts. But so I don't know. Yeah, mm. but you know, for 
So, so you brought up another point, and we'll go back to John on this, and then you can answer yours. Sure. What's your favorite? What's your favorite distillery tour? I think I've done I've done the Willet. Um, I mean, we got served really nice at Starlight. I mean, I can't. I mean, I know. I think Starlight puts on a first class experience. The, the very first one we went through, it was it was really really nice. It was a really good experience. They explained everything really really well. I would have to say Starlight. All right. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of them. I've done you know. To the me- mega industrial gym beam, to to your craft, you know, Willet or you know, Starlight or whatnot. So, um, I would have to say I'd probably agree with that. Starlight with the Starlight experience, right. it's just a different vibe. It really right. is. So, Seth, not the best, but the probably h- most hilarious was Barrel House Distillery. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of that. I hadn't either until that day. <clears throat> Had some family in from out of town, went down, did a uh, a Woodford tour, which I've actually done work at, which is cool. Um, actually, when, when my car broke down, Chris, uh, I was on my way down to Woodford to that project. We had to load it up in the trailer, and they let us by where they have, um, I forget which building they call that. They've got all the wood aging, it's all boily and doing all kinds of the funny stuff, you know. Yeah. Is that their experimental stuff or what? No, it's probably what where they're air drying it. It's in, it's in like big uh, wood, you know, it's got wood paneling all the way around and it's just in this big bowl and it's sitting there bubbling uh, before oh. it goes into the so pot stills. Where they're making beer. Oh. The no, ma- this the, was their like, bourbon. This is the mash tons you're looking at? No. Yeah. So, well, so before it becomes bourbon, it, it has to be beer first. Like you have to make beer and then they then distill it into to bourbon. So if it's all bubbly and it's in that big giant frothy mash tune, yeah, that's yeah. beer. All right, that's where that's, we that's were. That's the at. beer portion. So, okay. so they let it. Gotcha. They let us keep the the trailer with all of our stuff, and they like blockaded around our empty emptied out trailer so I could put my car in there. Anyway, um, we went to Barrel House Distillery, and this guy, man, <laughs> I forget his name. I think it was David. Uh, he was the funniest guy, and and it's like, you know, you go into the back and you're standing next to a forklift, and he's cracking jokes, and we're like. This is it. This is where you do your distilling. He's like, yeah, this is this is the spot, man. You know, we don't have safety protocols. Like he was just joking, but I, I thought it was just the funniest. We all thought it was a really good time. But they did have, um, I forget what they called it exactly, but I think it was Rock House or something. Uh, it's kind of like for them, like a rare release or something that they had that I thought was really good. Hmm. Um, I only bought a three seventy five, but. That was really good. But in terms of cleanliness and overall facility, just inviting and staff, et cetera, obviously I'm with them. I say Starlight, and I've, but I have not done, uh, to my credit, I haven't done a ton of distillery tours. I've, I think I've only done four at this point. So for well, me, I, I love Old Forester. I love, the, I love the tour there, just the history and the heritage that kind of comes with it. Um, that and I just love Old Forester in general. But if you're going to go to a small family ran operated micro distillery or like a smaller distillery i i don't i don't disagree with the, the three of you guys at all i think starlight just puts on a first class show and they really just go above and beyond it to make people feel at home scott can i, I agree with you what i say um every tour has a different piece but as far as the tasting experience um from a technical aspect i don't know if anybody's done peerless so I, so I've done I've done the the tour, and I'm I'm waiting to go through and actually do a full tasting with John, the okay. the the barrel manager there. Okay, 
Um, I just interviewed him not that long ago, and uh, he actually owns a coffee company. Really? Yeah, uh, called Staven Bean. Oh, you know what? I saw your so they your age, episode on so they age their their coffee in bourbon barrels or in rum cask or different things like that. They've even done a couple that were cocktails, like where they actually made a cocktail, threw it in the bourbon barrel, let it like kind of marry into the barrel, and then they threw the coffee beans into it. Like they made a Manhattan one and then a sidecar and a couple other things. So sign me up. So that's why I said yeah. So I that's the right. coffee's delicious. So I'm I'm anxious to get in there. Because I've not been a huge Peerless fan, just because, A, I think the yeah. price point kind of threw me off to yeah, begin with. Because it was younger stuff, and it was 90 to, to 100 bucks, And so, um, but the stuff that he let me try when we did the episode, he brought in some 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 sneak peek, like, barrel picks, and I was like, this shit's pretty good. So, I'm anxious to get back over and do a try. I was, I was skeptical. I just think uh, the tasting piece of it, and uh, I cannot remember which, which distiller. Uh, we sat in with, but it was a, uh, it was a good tasting. Kind of out of all the experience I've had, that one sticks out for that piece of the tour. Gotcha. You know? So, so uh, Seth, what you get? What got you into bourbon? Uh, I think it was a combination of both. Um, well, I had a friend who, well, he was my neighbor, next door neighbor, and became a really close friend. And he is a massive Wild Turkey One Hundred and One guy. He was the guy that made me want to like bourbon but not the greatest educator. Right. And so come over to Brent, Brent's house and first starting to meet him, hang out with him. And he's constantly here. And he, and he'd always have either that or Buffalo trace. Right. And, and that's why for a, a long time, like everybody's like, Oh, Buffalo trace. You know, you talk to these people out of town, they're freaking out about it. And I was like, Psh, Buffalo trace trash. You know, like I enjoy it nowadays. It's not a go-to, but anyway, he's pitching me shots. Here, here, try this. It's shot, you know. Here, he just sat down a shot glass. Here, try this. And I'd be like, you know, and doing the whole deal. And, yeah. and he didn't know anything about bourbon tasting. So my little brother starts getting in to drink bourbon probably a year and a half maybe before I did. And so was, is this the twin? Is he your little brother or is this an actual another brother? So i got three brothers. One oh, is two brother years Darryl, younger. My other brother, Daryl, my other brother, Daryl. Yeah. And I'm Larry. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got two other brothers. One's eight years younger than me, and one's two years. So this is the two year younger brother. Uh, we all live here, pretty close together and stuff. So anyway, he's he's getting me into trying bourbon, and he he uh, showed me this documentary on Hulu. Maybe you've seen it, The Art of Making Bourbon. Yeah, it's called Neat: The yep. Art of Making Bourbon. Yep. Uh, and but just really understanding the the heritage behind it, what it's actually made of, how you can detect flavor profiles, what you're looking for, how to sniff it you know, you know what i mean like there's aspects no, to all of that and you've taught me some stuff and chris has taught me some stuff but but come come full circle which is why we're here which is why i'm here chris and i i think kind of re rehashed a friendship like i knew you in high school um but through bourbon which again tying memories to bourbon yep um i cheers. tie i tie cheers to that i tie blanton's uh to chris so when I was first getting into bourbon, hmm. we were, I was with my younger brother, and this is when I first started getting into it, right after I'd watched this documentary, kind of learned how to taste it. I, this is hilarious. Literally, my first bottle that I bought on my own, uneducated, that someone wasn't telling me to buy, was a regular old Carl T. just Starlight bourbon, just because I thought the bottle looked cool. I didn't know what it was. I never 
I didn't know Starlight. You know what I mean? Like I always thought Huber's wine. I was like, well, whatever. Let's try the bourbon. Yeah, let's try the bourbon. And I saved that bottle, still got it. But that bottle was helpful in kind of getting me in. But then I started texting Chris. Like every time I was at a liquor store, it became a game for me. I was like, I need to try something new. And I'd, I would just be like, Chris. And I would <laughs> send him a picture of the wall. What do I need to buy? You know, sometimes I'd say, get out of that liquor store. It's too high priced. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, what's that? What's that go for? I remember I was at the one it's over off uh, Shelbyville road. And so if you take a left on Shelbyville road, um, right Shelbyville there by Papa John's, road, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, coming okay, from, there's like five Papa John's on coming from the Snyder, coming from the Snyder, you know, you'd take a left off Shelbyville coming from our house anyway. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I was in a liquor store and he's like, no, 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 no. Get the heck out of there. Too they expensive. want what for that bottle? Um, but, but I bought for my, my first bottle of Blanton's I bought, um, and, and it really, uh, you know, it might sound weird, but it really, the connection between seeing a Blanton's top and like thinking about Chris as a friend is mm-hmm. like, there's a tight connection there because I bought that first bottle and I felt like he had led me into finding a bottle of Blanton's. There you go. As subconsciously weird as that sounds, but I was like, you know, Chris kind of, Opened my eyes to like being able to taste different things. And Bourbon stuff. Jesus, Chris over there. Yeah, and so me and my brother <laughs> I will bought. Baptize you. They were going. They were going for forty five bucks a bottle of retail, and we bought one for ninety bucks. And I was like, dude, we got. He didn't know. He left his bottle in the car on a hot day. Oh man, did it pop the pop? top? I oh. said, I said, brother, we gotta. And at, at the time, I was like, let's flip one of these. I didn't know. I texted Chris. He's like, you can't flip it for that. <laughs> Not at the time. Yeah. Um, but we we opened and drank both bottles and. So anyway, the rest is history. That's how I got into bourbon. So so do you have a favorite bottle? It's a favorite pour you've tried? Ever? Yep. Man, I know you've tried some good stuff. Uh yeah, I've tried a ton of stuff. And a lot of the ones that people tend to chase don't fancy my palate a lot of times, but I would say I was gifted a bottle of Weller twelve and that's gotta be a close top two, three. That's all good. Um, that one's great. And then I would I would say real real close nectar to that was um a I forget which one number six George or uh, Stag Junior. Oh, Stag Junior. Okay, batch six. I think it was. Um, mm. But that one was. I don't know. I, I like the high proof stuff I nowadays. I, I like a punch. I like mm-hmm. uh, anything barrel proof. Like if it's not giving me a punch, it better be something different. You know. So Seth, I th- talking about the Blantons too. Um, and Scott, I forgot. I I really forgot all about this because I try to. I try to hold myself back from popping open the new ones that I've got, but Blanton straight from the barrel. Okay, yep. Excellent. And I know Seth likes that profile too. Yep. Um, obviously, they're all a single barrel, so they're all a little bit different, but, yep. you know, that high proof Blanton's, I like it. I, I do too. I, I'll be the first one to admit that, like, whenever I'm drinking Blanton's, I typically want straight from the barrel or Blanton's gold. Yeah. Um, the problem is they're just stupid expensive. They're very expensive. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm going to drink a Blanton's, that's probably the Blanton's I'm going to drink. I don't typically drink standard Blanton's anymore. Uh, I have bottles of it for people to drink and try at my bar, but you will rarely see me I pour some for myself. Yeah. So. I set back two bottles with my kid's birth dates on them. Oh, okay. You were lucky enough. Then. I was lucky enough to do that. That's nice. Yeah. He helped yeah. us find two for our kids as well. That's nice. Yeah. Does Jenna want to come on? You want to talk, Jenna? You can come over here. <laughs> Snuggle up next to... Oh, look. You're, you're, get, you're getting the Seth spot. I can jump into somebody's mic. We're going to ask Jenna what her favorites are. And, and I always love having a woman's perspective because, like I, I said on the previous episode, when we talked with these guys, just get close, hug the mic, yeah, and they're, we'll I'm dial really you short, in. So. It's all good. You can pull it down. There we go. You just right get a little closer and you'll be all right. So... 
So what's your favorite distillery tour visit? And then uh, what is uh, the favorite bottle that you've had? So distillery tour visit was kind of interesting because we've been to lots of different distilleries, but, um, you know, all of them have great qualities that they each excel at. I would say all around the, I'm partial to Starlight just because we've been on picks there and it's hands down just the experience can't be beat. It's very. She was not down here when we talked about that. You oh, didn't I even... wasn't. I didn't even. No. I, I didn't I know that you all talked about that. Three of us said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, it's hard to beat that family atmosphere, right? It you is. get in there, you enjoy it. They they take yeah. you to the Rick House. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. That. I will say I really enjoyed um, 1792. Whenever they had uh, tours open, that was really interesting because their bottling line is massive and just. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, Barton is a, a pretty yeah. significant facility there for sure. Yeah. And that's... No longer doing tours either. No. Yeah. We can say we got in I wonder if I wonder if they will open it back up ever. I don't know. If the market goes down, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? So do you have a, do you have a bottle? Oh, a favorite bottle. Um, I, I was here whenever you all mentioned um, Straight from the Barrel. I That was by far one of my favorites um, early on. But I, I really like uh, High Proof that has like a nice caramely note and uh we had a bottle of straight from the barrel that was i think a 2015 year gotcha and i I really love that one i don't think you can replicate it because it's a single barrel but yeah she she likes um old forcer 150th batch two yeah (laughs) we were talking about that earlier yeah no solid pour solid pour i like all the 150ths and stuff like that so but well, good deal. It's always nice to find out what other people like. It gives other people also, like, because I, I feel like I, I beat the old dead horse all the time. And it's funny that I'm glad you all lost said Starlight, you know, as far as that, because I've been telling people, like, don't sleep on it. Like, take the experience. Go in there. It's a 20-minute drive from Louisville. You know, it gives people the opportunity to, to go in and sit with a. Uh, and, and what I love most about it is the fact that it's family, family-centric. family I mean, Absolutely. literally, you'll see Ted there. You'll see christian you'll see blake you'll see dana you know you, and if you run into you know the, the the folks that are running the farm side as well you can talk to them you know ally and them so it's just it's just really really unique when you when you get to see that entire aspect of how they run that entire facility you know from farm to table basically yeah and i think that john's family they they drove up from southern alabama and they can vouch that it was hands down like the, one of the coolest experiences I think that they had ever had. They didn't know that that existed in Southern Indiana, and they were happy to drive, you know, eight eight, eight and a half hours, eight eight and a half hours to eight to hours. come and visit Starlight. Eight hours, <laughs> he says ours. Ours, eight hours, eight hours. He he washes. <laughs> I can extend you. Yeah. He probably washes his clothes too. No, no I do not wash. Arsh, arsh my car. <laughs> wash your car. Uh, yeah. We're, we're not going to go there. Or my clothes. That's all. Jen, Jenna's mom. She, she always says wash. With an R. Let's get so. that clothes out of the wash. Well, I, I appreciate you having me out again today. And uh, if you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on all of our social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those good things. You can also download our episodes immediately. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, this is Scott, Chris, Jenna, Seth, and John signing off. Peace out. <laughs>